Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Together, we acknowledge country. We acknowledge the traditional custodians right across these lands now called Australia. The traditional custodians have been and continue to be stewards and caretakers of country on behalf of the almighty creator. We acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We acknowledge the over 300 nations right across these lands now called Australia. Hi, I'm Johnny Huckle of the Wiradjuri Nation, Larry clan group of the Lachlan River, where they best yellow belly grow. Also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians that come together here on this land in celebration of our sovereignty from Gubby Gubby Country. From a Country in South Australia and the beauty that is around us. To Ewan Country. To Mabantwa Aranda Country. To Gurumbil Barra and Thalgari Wadja. To Bunurong Country. To Country. To the homelands of the Moanina people of Lutrawitta, Tasmania. To Wabipool Country. To Yagara and Turrbal Country. We pay our respect to our elders, past, present and future. And to Nyunga Abuja. Good morning. Today we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather, the Wachabolak, Wagaya, Yapagolk, Yadwa and Yadwajali people. These traditional custodians are caretakers of this land on behalf of God the Creator. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging, believing we can walk together for a better future in this land on which we live, work, play, and gather in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We acknowledge all other Aboriginal peoples here with us today. A warning for Aboriginal people, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander attendees, that, sorry, are advised that the following service contains images, names, quotes, and voices of people who have died. Today, as we gather in worship, Today I welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as we enter into this time to praise and worship the King of Kings 
and the Lord of Lords, the God of all creation. King David wrote in the Psalms, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, for he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. He then asks the question, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? King David, the man after God's heart, wondered who could possibly be worthy or bold enough to enter into the presence of God of all creation. And the answer is simple. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Clean hands, pure heart. And the way to clean hands and a pure heart is to seek his face. Face to face with the God of all creation, we cannot help but let go of all that holds us back or weighs us down. But in his presence, as we praise and worship him, we are cleansed, we are purified. This is the one true God that we worship, the one so magnificent, he speaks all creation into being. He's the same one who is so intimate, he wants to know and be known by each and every one of us. Today we join with common grace and churches all across these lands now called Australia for Aboriginal Sunday, the Sunday before January 26. On the 26th of January 1938, Aboriginal leaders including William Cooper met for a day of mourning, seeking equality and full citizenship, though this would take another 30 years. The Australian churches, churches were then asked to set aside the Sunday before January 26 as Aboriginal Sunday, previously called Aborigines Day, a day for Christians to stand in solidarity with Aboriginal peoples and to acknowledge the injustices that have been experienced. The first Aboriginal Sunday is suggested as occurring in 1941, although it was referenced in a letter from William Cooper to John McEwen, then Minister for the Interior, in January 1938, and also referenced in the Herald newspaper in January 1939. Today, the Common Grace movement encourages church communities across Australia to reclaim William Cooper's Aboriginal Sunday and provides resources developed in conjunction with Aboriginal Christian leaders to equip churches and faith communities to act in solidarity with Aboriginal peoples every year on the Sunday before January 26. Now we will hear from senior Aboriginal Christian leader, Auntie Jean Phillips. Auntie Jean has served many Aboriginal communities and churches of all denominations. She's raised up the next generations of Aboriginal Christian leaders and has called non-Aboriginal Christians to come on the journey of fighting injustice for decades. Auntie Jean currently lives in Brisbane and is still serving in full-time ministry in Brisbane and Logan communities. Thanks, Gary. So, Arnie Jean, we're here to pray together, together, together. Can you tell us about the importance of prayer? And of course, we know that all prayer must come with action. Prayer is a very important part of any Christian's life and ministry. And it's also very important to us as the First Nations people and especially as we are gathering together to speak and to share uh, what we have on our hearts 
to the rest of the Australian churches in this nation. And we know that um, without prayer, very little can be accomplished. But with much prayer, much could be accomplished. And that's what we want for this nation. The history of Australia has not really been dealt with. This history belongs to all Australians. But sad to say, it's not a very good history. And this history has caused so much pain and agony and divided us in this nation and caused so many sad things to take place. This history is going to affect Australia for years to come if we do not look at it and deal with it and pray with it and seeking God's help to bring healing into our nation. And so it's very important that we come together like this to be able to bring, build bridges. And so we, as Christians together, can lead this nation. The governments can only do so much, but it's the cross that we can see in front of us that can bring true healing and true reconciliation into this nation. Today's Bible reading comes from Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 4. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from the darkness to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Well done, Noah. The second reading is from 1 John 3, 16 to 24. By this we come to know and understand love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay our lives down for our brothers. But if anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart of compassion, how can the love of God live and remain in him? Little children, let us not love in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth, in practice and in sincerity. By this we shall come to know that we are of the truth and can reassure our hearts in his presence in whatever our hearts in self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us. For he is above and greater than our conscience and he knows everything, nothing is hidden from him. And behold, if our consciences do not accuse us, we have confidence before God. 
and we receive from him whatever we ask because we obey his orders. In practice, what is pleasing to him. And this is his order that we should believe, put our faith and trust and rely on his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and that we should love one another just as he commanded us. All who keep his commandments will abide in him and he in them. They let Christ be a home to them and they are the home of Christ. And by this we know and understand and have the proof that he lives and makes his home in us by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. January 26, a date. January 26, 1788, a claim, terra nullius, a lie. For thousands of years, over 300 nations of Aboriginal peoples with over 600 dialects of language are custodians and stewards of these lands and waters now called Australia. For thousands of years, January 26 was just like any other day where the sun rose and the sun set. And whilst the exact date is subject to conjecture, January 26, 1788 symbolically recognises the day Arthur Phillip at Sydney Cove claimed the land and raised the flag. It is a date where Aboriginal people's lives would be changed forever and marks dispossession, destruction and death. January 26 is a date our nation has wrestled with. It has been known as First Landing Day, Foundation Day, Jubilee Day, Anniversary Day and even Empire Day. Australia Day has not always been on January 26. The first Australia Day was actually held on the 30th of July 1915 to raise funds for the First World War effort. Wattle Day, the 1st of September, was designated a national day but not a public holiday in every state and territory in 1992. It was not until 1994 that January 26 would be recognised by every state and territory as a national public holiday called Australia Day. And so we remember. January 26, 1838, the Waterloo Creek Massacre. On Gamilaroi country, it is estimated 300 Aboriginal people were massacred. January 26, 1888, the words of Henry Parks, speaking of Aboriginal peoples marking the day, he said, and remind them that we have robbed them? January 26, 1938, the day of mourning, a call by Aboriginal peoples for citizenship and equality against the callous treatment of our people by the white men during the past 150 years, and to raise our people to full citizen status and equality within the community. January 26, 1972, the Aboriginal Tent Embassy was established in Canberra. It still stands today as a reminder that Aboriginal sovereignty has never been ceded. January 26, 1988, more than 40,000 peoples marched in Australia, marking the 200th anniversary of British invasion in Sydney. January 26, 2019, Auntie Jean Phillips and Brooke Prentice with Common Grace hold the first truth-telling commission in Australia, a truth, justice and conciliation commission. January 26, day of mourning, 
Survival Day, Invasion Day. January 26, 2021, a date that marks that after 250 years, these lands now called Australia are still without a national truth-telling commission and are still without internationally recognised treaty and treaties with Aboriginal peoples. May we reflect on all January 26 represents and may our conversations be filled with truth, justice and love each and every day. The last few years, I have begun my Change the Heart message with the words, here we are again. However, this year, it doesn't feel like again. Here we are, continuing to live through a global pandemic, feeling more deeply the impacts of a global climate crisis and experiencing the global attention of Black Lives Matter. But here we are, we, you and I, we, Aboriginal peoples, Torres Strait Islander peoples and non-Indigenous peoples of all cultures who live in these lands now called Australia. Here we are with Jesus, Creator God and Holy Spirit who know all and have seen all. Many people have described these times as turbulent and disrupted, dare I say unprecedented. But for me as an Aboriginal person, these have been turbulent and disrupted times for 250 years. There is so much to learn from Aboriginal peoples. Survival, adaptability, resilience, and also community, love, and even hope. But to learn these things, people must tune in. I believe that God is calling us, all peoples of all cultures, every nation from all tribes and peoples and languages to be in tune with each other and in tune with God, to be tuning in together. But to tune in, we must first wake up and stay awake. I've prayed for the day that Australia would wake up. I've dreamed about it my whole life. I actually thought that Australia had our wake-up moment in 2016 when the images of an Aboriginal child restrained to a chair in a spit hood were broadcast into our living rooms. But sadly, my fears were realised when Australia went back to sleep. In the year 2020, Australia seemed to wake up again. Australia woke up enough to start conversations about racism and the true history of these lands now called Australia. But my question is, did non-Indigenous Australia just wake up again or has non-Indigenous Australia actually committed to staying awake? I pray that Australians will stay awake. I pray that you will stay awake. And how can you know you have stayed awake? How can you tell if you are tuning in? Were you tuned in when Australia first brought in COVID-19 restrictions and identified three vulnerable groups? They were announced at every press conference. Anyone over the age of 70, anyone with chronic illness over the age of 60, and Indigenous peoples over the age of 50 speaking directly to the lack of closing the gap. Were you tuned in to realise that the COVID-19 closures of state and territory borders is not the first time this has happened in Australia? 
Aboriginal peoples were not able to move freely until 1967. And this wasn't just to cross a state and territory border, but just to leave their community. Were you tuned in to hashtag raise the age, realising that Australia locks up 10-year-old children in prison, most of them Aboriginal? Were you tuned in to know the names of the Aboriginal peoples who have died in custody, the Aboriginal deaths in custody still under a coronial inquest, and the name of the Aboriginal man who died in custody who said, I can't breathe? Were you tuned in during National Reconciliation Week to the destruction and loss of a 46,000-year-old sacred site? Are you tuned in to the realisation that after 250 years of injustice, Aboriginal peoples still hold out our hand in friendship and seek relationship? There is a spiritual blindness and a spiritual deafness in these lands now called Australia. Somehow Aboriginal peoples become invisible. The lack of justice for Aboriginal peoples must be seen as a spiritual issue. By tuning in together, we, all peoples, can stay awake, can pray and can take action for justice for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. As Aboriginal peoples, we know interconnectedness. The interconnectedness of lands, waters, sky, trees, plants, animals, birds, fish, rocks, mountains and all peoples. The interconnectedness of the social, political, economic, environmental, ecological and spiritual. One is not prioritised at the expense of another. All are in rhythm with each other. An interconnectedness taught by the Creator passed down through our elders from generation to generation. An interconnectedness of truth, justice, love and hope. An interconnectedness that Jesus is calling for. A call to relationship, a call to our hearts, a call to be tuning in together to change the heart of Australia. In John chapter 19, verse 28, later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it and put the sponge on a stalk and of the hyssop plant and they lifted it to Jesus' lips. And when he had received the plant, when he received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It might be difficult as we look at our world today to believe that the work of Jesus is finished. But it was enough for the Gospel of John to actually record this twice. Once Jesus knowing that it was finished. And secondly, he declares that it is finished. It is complete. But he is because he has completed his work out of the relationship that he had with his father, with our father, with our creator. He has healed the sick. He's given sight to the blind. He's eaten with the oppressed and the outcast. He set people free from long-term health issues and, and demon possession. And he's done this not to earn favour. 
He's done this not because he was any sort of hero. He's done this because of the love that he shared with his father and the love that he wanted to express to the world. Because of the love of his father, Jesus demonstrates another way of life. He didn't behave the same way as the political rulers of the time, the military power, the religious rulers, or even his human heritage. In fact, he went to the cross to show that there was another way. And he invites his followers then, as he does now, to participate in his way. It's his way that leads to new life. It is a giving up. It is a laying down. It is a dying to the selfishness, the greed, the pride, the fear, the anger, the sins, those things that separate us from the ways of Jesus, the love of God. It is a dying to behaving as the world teaches us to behave, culture or military or politics behaves, or even the ways that we have learnt through our human heritage. Because Jesus completed his work, he was raised again by the Father as an affirmation of his life and as the final victory over sin and death, victory over anything that would separate creation, that is you and I, from relationship with him. And while his work in creating a new way of life, a new covenant is complete, as we consider the lives of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, we are reminded that there is still work to be done. There is still work to be done. We recognise the injustices of the new stolen generation and of stolen lives. We recognise the injustice that the closing the gap in health, education and employment hasn't been as great as it could have been. Or there's been no implementation of the statement from the heart. The injustice of life expectancy gaps and the high rates of suicide amongst Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. High rates of prison incarceration and juvenile detention. Our inability and lack of consulting, not consulting or respecting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's environmental rights. Or the deaths in custody that continue of our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, of racism, discrimination, trauma, stolen land, invasion, dispossession, the lack of treaty and treaties, massacres, genocide, ecological destruction, the lack of recognition of the frontier wars, stolen wages, slavery, Poverty, stolen generations, the loss of languages, forced removal from homelands, lack of return of ancestral remains, lack of protection of sacred sites. In her reflections, Arnie Jean Phillips reminds us it is only through the cross in front of us that we can bring true healing and reconciliation. Brooke Prentice invites us to participate in conversations of truth, hope, love and justice. All expressions of the cross. Justice being seeing things that are made right or restoring what has been taken. 
We remember Jesus as the Lord and Saviour who will restore all things to Himself. We remember the new life that we are called into and we are new creations in Christ. And that as we go, we seek to love in truth. We seek to live, sorry, in truth, hope, love and justice. By His precious blood, we have been set free for the glory of God. Father, we want to thank you for who you are. We thank you for the reminder of all that you have done and revealed throughout the course of history, through the witness of prophets who have gone before us, through the life, death and resurrection, through the example of Jesus. Forgive us, Father, when we have not lived in that example, when we have not bared witness to that example. We thank you for your love that overwhelms us. Teach us to walk in the overwhelming nature of your love in all conversations, in conversations of reconciliation and restoration with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, but in conversations as we go about our days. Father, help us to be attentive to the whisper of your spirit that reminds us of those things that are not of you, that draws us back to you, that invites us deeper into the nature of your love. So that as we, as I walk into the depth of your love, that others might see and encounter the overwhelming outpouring of your love and want to know more of you. In knowing more of you, Father, may this country be restored. May this country know healing and fullness. And may it start with me. May it start with us, your church, as we humble ourselves to seek your face, to know your forgiveness, and that you would bring healing to our land. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.